Always fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Yes, it is Roycey Unchained, and I have a feeling today, Patrick, that you are unchained. Is that a correct uh, no, assessment? No, not, not really. I was kind of unchained Saturday afternoon, and uh, I waited a uh, day to see what was going on, and... Uh, and uh, we were. It appeared that the twins, uh, were, with a few minor barbs, were going to slide away from not playing that game on Saturday. And uh, you know, you have a requirement to play games as scheduled. You can't cancel them because you can't postpone them because uh, uh, because Rocco Baldelli and Terry Francona are worried about their pitching, right? And then they, they, they get, get each other. Uh, you know, they create this partnership because uh, uh, A. Rocco had a bullpen game on Friday, and then uh, he doesn't want to have he doesn't want to have Maeda pitch uh, Saturday apparently. And uh, I guess the original way they had it laid out was J. J. Happ was going to pitch against Chicago on Monday night yes. and get murdered again. So what did they? they oh no, Hap no, was going to no, pitch no, Sunday, Sunday against anyway, Cleveland, but then he didn't have a pitcher for the White Sox on Monday, right? Yeah, and so he kept Hap in the Sunday spot, and he just moved Maeda back yeah. there. But but he was looking for a Monday pitcher because yeah. he he couldn't. Uh, yep. You know, so uh, I mean, you can't do that. You can't have people in the ballpark. Maeda out there stretching, have rain nowhere in sight, mm-hmm. and not play and not start. You know, because it was, I live four miles from the ballpark in Golden Valley. You don't live very far away from the ballpark either. We, as I said, we didn't get enough rain to cancel a walk around the block. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there was not enough rain. If you were going to walk, take a little walk, you say, ah, it's only raining a little bit, but it's okay. We can do it. It, it rained. The official rainfall in the Twin Cities uh, in the 24 hours ending at 7.30 p.m. was 0.12 inches, one-tenth of an inch, which uh, you play through one-tenth of an inch, right? If it's if you're getting one-tenth of an inch oh, hell in yeah. 20 minutes, yeah. you play. Yes. I mean, it was, it's, uh, and I can't believe that uh, management uh, thought that uh, upper management, St. Pete and the guys up there, thought this was a good idea to have people in the ballpark. And as a one thing, I wrote a blog on this or whatever we call them now. We don't call them blogs anymore. I don't know what the hell they are. But uh, you can't have people. And this is summer weekends. These are when dad has promised his little leaguers that I'll take you to a game this year, right? Mm-hmm. And it's some summer weekend that they take them to the game. Dad, mom, and they go in. They pay their twelve bucks for parking. They spend. They've already spent forty bucks in, on concessions when they get there, and they've tried to keep the kids away from the souvenir place with maybe without maybe without success. And then you say, "Oh, well, we're not going to play." It's uh, and you know you could have played fifteen innings. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it you was it, it, never, it never rained hard enough to. To stop playing, so it's uh, it was a preposterous thing, and uh, it was a it was uh, it was it was abundance of caution gone amok, <laughs> amok, and uh, you know. So I just said, you know, this is stupid. You get, you know, I covered enough baseball where you you don't want to wait. 
you don't want to wait, but you have to play the games as scheduled, if at all possible. You have to err on the side of playing, yes, not on the side of not playing, yes. And you, that's why you print a schedule. That's why, especially weekend in the summer. And oh, by the way, you can come to another game. Well, if I'm from Fargo and drove in, mm-hmm. uh, that's not feasible. And B. Uh, you know, or you can use your tickets for a seven inning game on September 14th. That'll have 6,000 people there. This was premium price game, by the way. I didn't realize that. Yeah, One of their premium tickets. So it's higher than, you know, they, they still do that premium pricing thing. So I, I thought it was just outrageous. And, and the more I thought about it, the, uh, more I said, yeah. We gotta, we gotta say something about this, you know. So anyway, I'm sure I'm a bad guy uh, with the, with the, I'm sure they'll come up with some phony baloney reason that they did this. You know the that intriguing has nothing thing to do with the manager saying he didn't want to play. The intriguing thing about what you just said is, and I know that there were fans there who were tweeting and were upset and rightfully so. But the intriguing thing, and I guess my question is this: How much do most fans care about stuff like this? Because a couple weeks ago, I wrote. The Vikings are going to start charging for some practices in training camp now. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be, I think there's four or five on the docket. And it's very clear that this is a, that this is the start of, let's see if they'll yes. pay. Yes, right. Because then next year they'll yeah, pay for yeah. everything. Oh, it's like airlines. 15 bucks to bring a bag on. Oh, well, they'll never get away with that. Now it's 40, you yep. know. And by the way, if you want a seat, an actual seat, you got to pay for a seat. Yep. I mean, they started, remember they started so gently with, uh, you know, 15 bucks for an extra bag. Oh, really? Yeah. We're not going to let them get away with that. Now now you buy a ticket for 200 and when they're done with it, it's 375 yes. you know. And I, so I wrote the thing about it and I got more tweets back saying, settle down. It's not a big deal. Then I did. Well, I think it's part of that's Vikings too. Vikings are in good. Vikings have the fan base that excuses them for everything. Twins right now are in bad shape with their fans. Yeah. And baseball's in bad shape with their fans. It's just ridiculous to me to basically make well, your ballpark right. a bar, a, though. It's, it's, which, which is what it was. That yeah, way. it's the start, though. Of you're right with the Vikings. Pretty soon it'll, you know, are they charging for parking yet? Do they charge for parking? I don't even know. I think they might. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're gonna. You know, but they're gonna try and charge for all practices. Yes. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. There's so what? Right now it's starting off. Like For what? Um, the joint scrimmages or the joint practices, not scrimmages, with Denver. But the one that's just absolute highway robbery is that within the first week or so, that uh, stadium scrimmage mm-hmm. that they're going to do, and they're going to charge. So, so that's before there can be any contact, right? Yes. So, like, it's just they're basically playing touch football, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and they're going to charge people. Well, here's the worst part of it: they have no need for the money, no need <laughs> uh, whatsoever. They make. With now that full capacity's back, they got their new TV contracts. Yep. They make two hundred million a year. The Vikings. They make that's what they no matter what the Packers might tell you with their public release, these guys are plus one of the things that when they figure out how much money they're making, they deduct what they're paying when they purchase the franchise, right? Yep. I mean, like if they're, if this year's payments, 50 million, that comes off the, 
that they're making $200 million. They need your money to watch practice like they need a hole in the head, but they don't care. They, it is the, they're miserable louts and they'll, yeah, they'll charge, charge you for anything. They'll take yeah. you for anything. Take yes. you for anything. And you go there and spend too, right? You go to their, their souvenir store and all, all of that. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to charge you to watch guys run around in basically their shorts. Shorts. Wow. And people, you know. But that's what I'm saying. Fans, it's impressive what they'll put up with. But it's interesting. You know what's interesting about the Twins? Uh, I've written quite a few Twins columns this year. Uh, And, you know, you kind of look at the, not inspect the comments, but look at the numbers. You write your a normal Twins column just off a game or something. You're getting eight comments. I mean, there's Nobody, no, and no, there is yes. no interest. Yes. There is no interest. Yep. And now, now this one, oh, this will, yeah. last time I looked at a hundred and it's been posted for an hour and a half and it wasn't in the paper, you know? So, uh, so people are more than willing to ba- jump on a bandwagon to rip the twins right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I only did it cause I thought they deserved it. But, uh, but to actually read about what's going on with them, no one gives a damn. Nobody, you know, they have, they have, they are, they that sport basic. I I love it. It's still my favorite sport, even though it drives me crazy. They have no idea how much trouble they're in. No, nope. no idea how much trouble they're in. Nope. You know, because I'm gonna die. You know, <laughs> and there's nobody replacing me. <laughs> you know, that's accurate. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the you know the Younger generations are, you know, they might, they play the game. They enjoy playing the game that they have. Well, who'd I write the piece on the, uh, just the other day about from somebody, God almighty, what a memory. Six weeks ago, I mean, I wrote about a, a, a baseball. Oh, uh, one of high school, it was a high school thing. Mm-hmm. And the coach said they love to play baseball. They have. They don't watch the games. If they hear there's a highlight that if, they, if there's a, some crazy highlight, yep. like Hector Santiago's glove getting taken away from him, they'll watch that a few eight times on YouTube. But if the tw- they don't care that the twins aren't on TV, yep. you know, they're not going to watch them anyway. You know, so uh, they're, uh, you know, baseball is in huge trouble, man. Uh, but anyway, the, and this is, you know, this idea that, uh, you know, we don't have Griffin Jackson, Danny Columbay, uh, available today. So we can't play is just preposterous in my opinion. They just, they gotta, they gotta stop worrying about well, overusing. A so here's my question for you. Overusing, they had Wednesday off. I know. My question is very, very simple. Since when did Rocco and and the baseball operations department become more important than the business? Well, like you just allowed your your fan base, yes, or a, a portion of it, to be alienated by a decision that was based on one thing: pitching. Yes, and now they can tell us anything they want to about. Well, it's, they never really warmed there up. There was Pat. there was never there was never a moment. They were when it was certain that that weather was going to get there, well, and there was, there was never the, the forecast. I, got, I saw the forecast. I saw was thirty percent. I got there probably forty five minutes before they started. Nobody ever took the field. 
So, like, guys weren't out on the field and called off. No. The dugouts were empty. Yes. So they had basically agreed long before that that they weren't playing. Yeah. Yes. And they waited. They figured they had to wait wait a half hour to make it look good. Yeah, I guess Maeda came out and stretched a little or something. You know, they came out, though. He came out and stretched in the bullpen, but they got all the stuff from the bullpen and took it back in. So they oh, had decided. before the. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he came out before I got there, evidently. So, and then, But before it was officially postponed. Yes. The, they, they'd cleaned it out. They yes. knew they weren't playing. They knew they weren't playing. Yeah. No, no, Pat. Nobody came into the dugouts even. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was nobody out there who was called off. But they're going to make it sound like, well, the weather forecast was wrong. It wasn't. It was It was iffy all day whether you're going to get the storm or not. As I said, if you were in Rochester, call it off. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Anyhow, it's uh, – but, hey, they're hot, and they're playing. They're, I'll say one thing. They're playing the Mighty Whiteys at the right time. They were, what, 2-9, and nine, something like that? Yeah, they haven't – yeah. They've been playing they got bad. a lot of guys hurt. Yeah, they do. Oh, uh, they just lost uh, Eaton, so their whole outfield's not playing. The division's and, uh, awful. Well, it has faded. It, well, Cleveland is Cleveland is in if they're playing just a balanced schedule is twelve games worse than they've been the last yes. three four years, and they're two games out of first place, and they've got three know. starters out. Yeah, they got yeah. I mean, that, and, that, and, and the, the reason that they remain competitive is they're starting pitching, yep. and they don't have it anymore. So uh, yeah, it's uh, and, and the White Sox, the White Sox still have the pitching. So I mean, you look at the White Sox pitchers lined up for this series. They still got Giolito. They still got Lance Lynn. They still got uh, Carlos Carlos Rodon. They're just not hitting hitting right now, but they still have. They still have much better pitching than the Twins, and they're still going to win 90 games. So, And these guys aren't going to win. They're still not going to win 80. So no matter. They're playing a little better, but uh, I, I would think. I will say we got to give Nelly Cruz credit, though, don't we? I mean, he's pretty amazing. Uh, he's pretty amazing. His June's been fantastic. Yeah, it has. He's, he had the rough he, May because he was he, hurt, I he think. He gets hot, hot going. I think he likes, you know, I think he likes hot weather, too. <laughs> and he Where's gets, he going? Uh, I don't know who wants him. Who's who needs it? Well, the White Sox could use him right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oakland, but they, but uh, Bra- because Abreu's hurt, probably they could. Yeah, he's hurt too. So, uh, yeah, whoever you know, they'll, they'll send him somewhere to give him a chance. But they probably they're probably going to wait till the end of July now, don't you think? To make their trades, probably. Well, there's some guys I'd still trade now, but yeah, Cruz. I I think they can actually now with Cruz if he continues to hit like this bid them out to a certain point Mm -hmm. and get some bids. The best sporting event I saw all weekend, the fights last night at the Armory. Pretty damn good. I saw your byline on it. Pretty good. Yeah, I covered it. And uh, I did a column on Morale Kid uh, Sunday morning, and I covered the fight. And, uh, yeah, Jim's in town, so we went together. And uh, my my son. And uh, it was great. They uh, had a... uh, Two ten rounders before the main event, uh, which were a couple of cruiserweights, one hundred and eighty pound guys, just wailing the hell out of each other. But they neither followed the punches. You know, they throw it, and boom, the guy go back, and then one of them was called Bulletproof. We were sitting next to Bulletproof's family, 
Bulletproof Blandon Glanton or something from Atlanta. Yep. Bulletproof's family was right next in front of us, and we were talking to Bulletproof's family. And the other guy was from Nigeria, and he was the pit bull. We had Bulletproof against the pit bull. Oh, it's a lot of and violence. They were right throwing. There. It was violence. violence. They were throwing. I, I do love the boxing is still a sport here with our paranoia about guns. We can still have a guy called Bulletproof. Bulletproof yeah. The like, Washington Bullets would still be the Washington yes, Bullets. Right, right. If it was boxing. boxing. In boxing, and then the uh, there was a really good ten rounder between a, a kind of a hot prospect named Suarez, who's a wonderful hands, one hundred forty eight pounder. He was fighting this Filipino uh, kid who was tough, and the out he basically ended up beating him in a narrow. The fella he got up the the Suarez guy got upset, but. Then Morale comes, David Morale, a Cuban, who uh, defected in middle of 2018, had to spend 18 months in Mexico. Then he made it to Miami, got the papers to go to Miami, signed with uh, Louis de Cubas, who's uh, head of Warriors Boxing in Miami. And Louis lived in Minnesota from 66 to 84. So he's... And his folks, big friends of the Olivas, you know, because his folks, his dad was a Cuban, you know. And and Louis didn't want him in Miami. Didn't want a young Cuban fella mm-hmm. hanging out yeah. in Miami. They've had some others, you know, hot prospects that got there. A guy named Garbay who was a certain, certain world champion and he got to Miami as a young guy and and uh kind of went off the tracks a little bit. So he sent him to Minnesota to train with the uh he sent <laughs> him to place. train with uh, the Frasers uh uh who are at Circle of Discipline over there on Lake Street that there's a very good chance that you they're they're running it out of Barnum now, their summer camp, but they're there's a very good chance the Circle of Dicks is putting Jim will show up somewhere else in Minneapolis because they're a little too close to all the chaos. But uh, mm-hmm. but he's uh, he's only they put him in the ring for a ten rounder for a WBA title in his third ever fight because he had 137 fights as an amateur. Uh, this morale kid by the time he was 20, but he's he's a you know just a. 168 pounder, but there's a lot of guy there for 168 pounds, muscles, long arms. And so he had that 12 rounder. His others have all been quick knockouts, but they hadn't had a card at the armory since August of 2019 when he fought his first pro fight. So they got got a nice crowd. They announced 3,700 and it was pretty good, you know, and, and the bars, I told you, the bars there are like both 60 yards or long on each side. There's like, like a football field or something. And they were, they're active in those uh, things. And, uh, and it, it, the boxing crowd is kind of like the gals go get the whiskey. Yeah. The guys sit there and the gals, they come back with four shots of tequila in, Not their, cheap. Hand, in their hands. No, but it's, the bars... The, the the profit is made. It's at nationally televised. Not by it was on Big Fox last night. It was on. Some of them are on FS1. Part of the card was on FS1, but the the three the last three fights were on Big Fox. With they got this deal with Premier Boxing Champions, but they got the hots for this. They like this kid, but so he this Mexican kid who just got done beating Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. was 
prominent at one time and it's kind of fallen off. Well, all of a sudden you hear the Mexican music, the, the whatever it was. It might have been their anthem. I'm not real familiar with it. But they walk down a ramp. This guy's got a red sombrero on, big red sombrero. He's got a vinyl robe, red vinyl robe on, kind of the red vinyl shorts. He's got the whole music thing going, and he's got a guy with a flag behind him, and he's got the whole entourage, right? He's yeah. got the whole, and he makes the big arrival. And there's a there's a few Mexican fans there. There's a few people rooting for the Mexico guy. And then then Morel comes in next all by himself. He basically just walks down, goes to his corner, and now this guy's waving to his fans and uh, – uh, Cazares was his name. And and then okay, the the ref, who was uh, Mark Nelson, the local guy, he had a lot of big fights. And his dad was a famous referee too, Denny. But they're getting ready to go, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you get 15 more seconds of Mexican music that this guy had played somehow to get him all fired up for the fight. So he comes out and... He immediately starts holding, you know, they'd get an exchange and he'd hold. And it, it was a pretty good sign that he knew that after all the bravado, he knew he was in trouble. trouble yeah. Right. So, and then he hits him in the crotch once and he gets stopped and Morel kind of shakes his hand like that. And apparently he also hit him with an elbow early in an exchange that I didn't see. And Morel afterwards said, that. Nah, that's when I knew he was desperate, you know, but he kind of shrugged it off. He's had 137 amateur fights, most of them with other Cubans, you know, sure. so he's used to tactics. But he's kind of going, and he hits the guy with a right that kind of makes his head, opens him up, and he hits him with a left, and a short but powerful left, and the guy disappears, man. <laughs> he just, oh. I mean, the... The ref's running over. The ringside physician's running over. They're they're immediately running over. Within five seconds of the punch, this guy is crumpled, you know. Senior Cesaris, who after all this stuff, is laying there on his red vinyl shorts. And uh, I don't know if he, he was, I can't tell if he was out or not, but he was close. Right. And at two hours, two minutes and 32 seconds. So this guy's... Uh, this guy's good. Uh, his trainer's a Sankara Fraser, great guy, old-time boxing guy in town here and grew up in South Minneapolis and was a fighter himself. But he said that uh, in these four previous fights, he said these guys are, they come out in the ring and they're kind of dancing around. And he said the first time David hits him you know, really hits them. He mm-hmm. says their eyes pop wide open and they go like, ah, what am I into here? Cause the first time he hits them, they realize that uh, they're in trouble. But this last night's crowd kind of got into him being, cause he's, you know, uh, David Morrell jr. Fighting out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, formerly of Santa Clara, Cuba, but they're making him a hometown guy. Interesting. Yeah. And then Abdul, who's the owner of the, of the armory and the guy that spent all his, you know, spent all the money to remodel it, no public money at all. Uh, and it done a great job with it. Uh, last night after the fight, they announced he's become part of the management company of this kid, meaning he bought his way into, you know, a 
getting a piece of him for right. a future fight. So they they want to make this his fighting home as much as they can. So how's boxing doing now? Uh, this PBC thing helps a little, but it's it's you know UFC is probably more popular with the youth. Boxing's kind of got the same problem as baseball. It's the audience is older. Like mm-hmm. you know they're they're. I can't stand UFC. I think it's the most ridiculous thing of all time. You know, hold a guy by the head and punch him. Yeah, there's, no, there's no science to it, but uh, in my opinion, but uh, but I think the youth uh, prefers the UFC stuff because it's because they you know gouge the hell out of each other. I'm, I'm still they were they were I mean they were good. You saw that great ending, but before that there were two three good fights. So they so they. They're, and the PBC, uh, they're probably going to come here four times a year. They like the Armory. They like That's the probably Armory. a perfect venue. It is, right size. But, you know, yeah. you get 3,500 3, people in there, it looks jammed. You right. Know? And it's the first time Minnesota's really had a a real boxing venue that's the right size, you know. It's uh, it's noisy, and it's it looks crowded even if there's not right. that many. And 3,500, 3,700 is not a bad crowd for boxing. and. They had 5,000 in there when Caleb Truex, the Osseo guy, fought one of their cards. But they didn't, as I said, they didn't have it. They haven't had a card since August 31st of 2019 because of the pandemic. That had to hurt that place big time. They got another concerts and Yeah, the concerts. His concert schedule looks pretty good, August 31st. I hope everybody's conducting themselves well when they start having their concerts, though, because... uh, I think a lot of their concerts feature urban urban music, and uh, we've had some. We've had. Are some, you saying people aren't going downtown no, left and right these days? Well, last night this crowd, <laughs> bring it on, the boxing crowd. No, they're going. Yeah, you, you, you want to mess with yeah, us? <laughs> I said on Twitter. I said, I love boxing crowds. If you, if you called off a a, a game. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't raining with them. They were going to kick your ass. Yeah, they'd find <laughs> they, you. They, they'd, they'd come out. they go down the dugout and beat up Rocco <laughs> and find Dave St. Peter and drag him out onto the field. They wouldn't take the kid, the crying kids home <laughs> no, quietly. No, they wouldn't. They would be raising some holy hell. This is Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation, including zip code, with the best insurance company for you. This is done every year because your situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com. And uh, it was, uh, I had the pleasure of uh, sitting next to a guy young 30-year-old, early 30s black uh, black guy. Uh, and, man, each inning, each each inning, each, each round, between each round, he thought he was the dance, but, but he was a smooth, romantic dancer. You know, he wasn't a, yeah. uh, you know, 
but he'd get up and he'd be dancing. And and I finally said to one of the bulletproof guys, I said, do you know this guy? And they said, no, nah, not really. I said, you think he's as good a dancer as he thinks he is? Because <laughs> he was, and he looked at me, he was a good, he was a good enough guy, but the bulletproof guys were, yeah, they were. They I were, do love the bulletproof nickname. Oh, bulletproof is <laughs> great. That's just great. Yes, in modern, in two thousand, yeah, two thousand. In the fifties, it would have been bullet, without. Oh yeah, bulletproof. Yeah, bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. 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 you know, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's bulletproof. Right. Yeah, right. These people all come in and sit in front of us and say, "Team bulletproof." <laughs> and I said, "What? You know who doesn't? We 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 had great seats. Sixth row. You know, Robbie Lear took care of us. Sixth row, but." Coley ringside. Oh, was he? Coley's got that box. Oh, bo- he yeah. got the boxing people in his. And you know who one of the. Are you ready for this, Declan? One of the referees last night for the third. The Suarez fight, which was like number three of the big TV fights. Uh-huh. Kyle Sheely. Really? Kyle Sheely has been. Did you know Kyle? Or is that think. before your time? I think that was before his time. He was a producer. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle I don't think I knew Kyle. I yeah, follow him on Twitter. I, I don't think so. Yeah, Kyle is. Okay. He's been. He's been a boxer. He started doing this in the amateurs and build up, and he he referees both uh, boxing and uh, UFC uh, mixed martial arts. Mm, okay. And but last night was like he got a look wearing a suit, looking very dignified, and uh, I think this is the biggest fight he's gotten because he you got to build your way up. Although he said to me, if you want to get started, we're a little short. We're just like everything else. We're a little short of boxing referees, too. So Yeah. Anyway. Good for him. But Kyle, yeah. He was. Uh, and Kyle left us for the neighbor, right? You know, he, now left, he's he at, left before I got here, but I, I came across at, him a couple times. Uh, now he's at the public radio. And boxing the, boxing yep. referee, huh? Yep. Yeah. Good, awesome. for, good for Kyle. So, anyway, that was uh, that. Was that. So uh, you're uh, you're fired up for the uh, Lightning and the Canadians, huh? Oh yeah, I'd I'll like to see the Canadians win. Can you know they haven't? I didn't realize Canada hasn't won since they won in '93. '93. Wow, they won in '86 and '93. Was '93 a upset? Uh they who they played, they played the King? No, they played the Kings. That, okay, they beat Gretzky, oh, the Gretzky and the Kings. That was that, the team that, that was Gretzky. the Marty McSorley illegal stick, and he got caught. It was, a, I think, it was an early game in, in the mm-hmm. finals. And yeah, I remember the McSorley me- measured his stick, and he yeah. got a penalty. And I think they scored. Do you off miss that. measuring the stick? That used to be a great thing. Measuring, do we don't measure the stick? And you can measure the stick if you want, still, but, but I don't. But no, I think we're complying more now than we used to. Maybe complying more, and maybe the the key a, is to, a, the key is to get a guy to sneak over to the opposing team's stick rack. Okay, and, and look, measure um, the sticks before so you know <laughs> because it's a delay of game if you're wrong. Yeah, yes, right. So, uh, so yeah, that's right. It's you subterfuge. Gotta, yes, kind of like, and then of course, it can't be like when Albert Bell had the illegal bat and they crawled, <laughs> crawled through the, the ceiling. Ceiling of that was the 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 new Comiskey, right? Yeah. That was New Comiskey. Yeah, who who was it that they had <laughs> called? Was it Albert's bat that they were rescuing, or yes. was it Albert? I can't remember. His who. bat had it been was put- a pitcher, left-handed pitcher. What the who the hell was it? Left-handed pitcher. Was it Jack McDowell? No, no, he's a right-handed left. He was a left-handed. Oh, Roger kind McDowell. Of a, that, that yeah, kind of a left-handed. I don't remember pitcher. But I believe what they did was they confiscated Albert's bat, put in the umpire's room, and they had the mm-hmm. pitcher. They they had him climb through the the ceiling to try and sh- switch bats, I think. 
to put, uh, a, to put a non-corked bat in the umpire's room. Yes. It's not right, like yeah, now where yes. they bag Hector, Hector Santiago's glove and send it to forensics in New yeah, York. Yeah, Hector's and Did Hector, I didn't see the video. Did he look guilty? No, he was laughing, and he claims it's all rosin. I didn't do anything okay. wrong. It's all rosin. Okay. All right. Just like he claimed he called our show when he wasn't calling our show. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my uh, greatest contributions I told to the Rice Maggie show. I said, I can get you a hack. That's because May got hurt. Yep. We had May lined up, and then he had Tommy John. We had May on we once in spring training, and then like the next week he was, we had, he was we out. Were, we were desperate, and I said, well, Hector's a talker. I can get you Hector. He's going to be one of their starters. And, and Dustin called him Hector. He said, yeah, I'll do it. So it was it was an easy negotiation, but unfortunately, when he turned horse bleep, yes. he stopped calling, right? Yeah, I was going to say, Hector wasn't a talker if things weren't going no, well. No, no. Uh, one of those rare athletes who did not. Yeah, ordinarily, uh, some stand-up guys. Who does not uh, do well in, in that situation. So I got, a, I got a real beef here. You want me to get unchained? Yes, it's the name of the show. Of course we do. Why do I, I give a damn if Belgium beats... Denmark in Europe and it's not the World Cup. Why do I care? I every time I go to ESPN.com, they got a bunch of furners, furners playing soccer, and that's their play story. Who cares? Who cares? You know? What who cares about Euro Cup? We don't care about Conca, 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 or whatever it is. That's us. That's, let's, you know, let's look inward here for God's sakes. And why are we loading our players to Sweden to play some damn buddy? This boxall guy just got loaned uh, his country. Yeah, that's for the Olympics. Uh, No, I'd say no. You can't have him. No, play your games in the season. Yes. They just waited three weeks between games in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. In June, a great month. You know, what the hell are they doing? This is Ricey for EcoFun Motorsports. The preseason sale on all bikes, scooters, and ATVs is going on right now in Forest Lake. Beat the spring rush, and EcoFun will give you the free storage with your purchase until the weather is a bit more bike-friendly. If you enjoy bike rides on a summer day, but maybe your knees aren't what they used to be, then I recommend that you talk with Tim Bloom, the owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Tim and his family will personally help you select the e-bike that is right for you. They will even deliver to your front door in the metro area. Take advantage of the preseason sale prices right now. Bentelli bikes and Yamaha Power Assist bikes are at their lowest price of the year. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Take a test ride and put biking back on your list of favorite outdoor activities. They also carry a full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at EcoFunMotorsports.com. That's E-C-O-F-U-N, Motorsports.com. 
and tell Tammy you heard it on Racy Unchained. I don't know why they are so big on international play. How come back in the day the kicks never took a break? They Ace never left. Their game. Ace, did no. Ace leave? Did Alan Willie leave? Best player, in the his, best player in the history of South Africa. He stayed here and played for his team. But the other thing is, even if they're gone, why do we care about the Euro Cup? Who cares? I, you know why, Pat? Why? Because no, because young people now care more about the Euro Cup than they do baseball. I know. That's why. That's why baseball's got a problem. Yes, but no, I don't think anybody really cares. They just want to think that they. Care. I think I people because like our your old grand, friend Jonathan Harrison because, might care because. Because two generations ago, your mother came from Ellis Island from from. No, because it's fashionable. Denmark. Europe's fashionable. Well, We're more intrigued by what's going on in Europe than our own country. Well, I love Europe. But Europe's, I love Europe because everything's close together. <laughs> That's yeah. why I love Europe. It's like the East Coast. Yeah, everything's close together. I love Europe, but I don't give a damn if France beats Spain or Spain beats France. I, you can't, know? I can't help you. I, I think you're on to a point that we've talked about for a long time. Why are teams that pay guys to play for them so willing to give them up for international competition? I, I don't have any I mean, idea. aren't you supposed to be putting the best product possible on the yes. field for yes. the United? Yes. And I mean, you know, it's bad enough that we have six guys every week who are in training, but they aren't. But that's another thing that irritates me. It's practice. It's not training. Stop telling me you're in training. You're in practice. This is America. We don't train. We practice. Do you like right? to pitch? Huh? Do you like to pitch no, instead of the field? I don't. The table instead of the stand? I was going to write out. I was going to write out a bunch of the terms they use. Yep. Clean sheet. And write it all down and then try to write a column that used the op- used American terms for all of it to see if I can agitate people. But after Saturday's failed experiment in agitation, oh my God. I'm, uh, after Saturday's failed experiment <laughs> in agitation, I've given up. I've given up. <laughs> Okay, explain the Saturday. All right. So all week I've been just laughing my ass off about Arizona, trying to find out if there's any bamboo from China in the ballots to overthrow the election in Trump's favor and all this other crazy stuff. So I get thinking, well, you know, We've probably gotten, we need some forensic scientists to inspect the the videotapes and stuff, defeats that we've suffered, you, yes. know, you know, to find out if we got, you know, jobbed, if, if these suspicious results should have been in our favor. So I just came up with five of them at random, you know, the Ted Hampson goal and, uh, you know, that was a good goal, you know, with forensic scientists have proven and. Yep. I think, you know, I I went like just I didn't go with all the obvious ones. I went with the, you know, obviously the Brett Favre game and that stuff. But I think I thought, first of all, having Mike Lindell's name in there and also saying that what was the name of the fullback? Tahi was, was yeah, his first name. Bahu Tahi. Yeah. Was a, actually a hologram sent in by Peyton, and the, the, you know, blah blah blah, because the scientist. You thought it might be obvious, so I made it as outrageous as I could. A, I think what I discovered is not that many sports fans follow politics. 
<laughs> you know, right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't. Readers. But B, it became a big discussion as to whether I'd included the right <laughs> right, right games where we got robbed instead of you, you know, you know, I, I, I didn't stir up the Trumpers. I just proved that, you know, that, that really... <laughs> Really over the top satire doesn't work. So yes, I, that which means me. it's not only confined to Twitter where people don't get it. No, oh yeah, yeah. You can write twenty five column inches. Or As I said on, on Twitter, I've yep. I've worked with many good journalists, reporter, great reporters who always felt that if if they wrote something and the readers didn't give it, didn't get it, they should. They felt bad, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that they feel they disappointed the readers and i said when that happens to me i feel the readers disappointed me you know so i blame the readers right i I have a defense mechanism being able to blame the readers but so that probably took care of any time that i think that writing a soccer well the other thing is nobody reads about People go to soccer games. Yeah, yeah, they they look at headlines to see whether denmark beat the netherlands but the loons playing the game uh, is is not doing a lot of business on StarTribune.com. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if they have another playoff run that's not in a bubble. The lesson would... you've learned is that there is a very narrow window to troll certain people. Mm-hmm. Soccer's not going to work. Politics. <laughs> but you know what you always got? The gopher holers. Well, we do. We do have the gopher holers. And... Uh, Although they disappointed me because they didn't read it because I had in there that Coach Brew had created more excitement than any other coach in the past 60 years since the Rose Bowl. And that was supposed to set off the Fleck lovers and nobody read it. So nobody, they ignored it. They they didn't read it. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not vain enough to say they didn't get it. I just say they, they didn't, didn't get read, to it. They didn't read it. You thought you had a hit single. Yes, I did. You thought you had a hit album out. Yeah, yes, right. And it and turned it into was, your Ishtar. Yes, it was. It it's was your Ish- Ishtar column. Ishtar. It was Ben Stiller's Starsky and Hutch remake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens. But what the hell? You know, it's not my fault. It's your fault. <laughs> you people didn't understand it. And they didn't. The comments no. indicated they did yes. not understand no, they it. they didn't. As they fought about what you should have included. Yes, yes, right. That was true. That was true. So, uh, anyhow, what else we got? Anything else going in our... How about the, how about the Minnesota young ladies, two of them going to the Olympics in gymnastics? When I was out there seeing my first gymnastics with Mary Lou Retton at the 1984 Olympics, yeah. the, the the idea that we would be producing Olympians in Minnesota never occurred to me. It's this state, amazing. This state has become incredible at producing Olympi- athletes Olympic compared. T- well, yeah, yeah but Olympic I mean, you know, athlete. the basketball crowd. Oh, yeah. That didn't exist. Yeah. Now you've got how many outstanding basketball players yes, from here? Yes. But and yeah, right, it has. But, but the, you know, we right. got an Olympic. You know, you had Gabe Stevenson, the rest of the, I mean, he he moved here from someplace else to Apple Valley. But you got the idea that we have the three gymnasts going to the Olympics is incredible. Including all one from men, the dumb all, program, right? Uh, yeah, from the dumb. The Gophers had the audacity 
to send out congratulations to former gopher Shane Whiskus. Well, people were killing him. Well, you they know, deserve it. They, I mean, that. people were, they were like, I was reading the, the, the comments. You don't have the right to say this, you bleeping bleepers. You and, can't disagree with them. No, because he was the number one critic, too. Whiskus oh, was, was the he? one that was. Okay. Whiskus was the one that going to regents meetings and going to. Good for him. Everything else, going to the president and everything else. It cost him. $30,000 a year. These kids are going to go to school. And, you know, I mean, it's, it cost them nothing. You know, it was just, you know, there's only 15 programs left, but it, it just, you know, it was. It Why was would ridiculous. you bother though, sending out congratulations, knowing that you're going to get smashed? Oh, knowing, yeah, right. Like who doesn't say, I you suppose know what? they were afraid people would say, ah, look at them. They won't even, you know, I think you're better off. You could have, uh, yeah, I think you are, David. Just, yeah, because it doesn't have the lasting power. Exactly. It doesn't. The, if you ignored them, you know, then you would, you know. It, it Either would, way, it would you go look away ridiculous. So. Yeah, right. They were. But they, you know, that was so, like that was like throwing red meat to a, yeah. a bunch of pit bulls. Yeah, there you, know, you go. That's, you know, so. Yeah, but it's, uh, I mean. Rachel uh, Blount's going to be hopping at uh, Tokyo, man. We got a lot of who's going to Tokyo for her, her, uh, her and Suhan. Okay, but uh, you know, we, they might have to cut back on the idea that we have to cover all Minnesotans, no matter how remote is their possibility. <laughs> I always, I said, I used to say, I get sick of going to see cross country skiers from Minnesota who are going to finish 52nd who I wouldn't go watch compete if they were skiing in the parking lot at the Star Tribune but because they're in Olympics we got to go we got to go up on some mountain is he any sign of him yet <laughs> if they came here through your backyard would you step out of the sliding glass door hey what are you doing here uh you know you know, slowly and, making their way through your backyard, you know, and and the the worst thing was we do it every day. You know, if the guy had two races, we'd have to do both of them in case he. And you know what they always have at the Olympics? Personal best. You know, <laughs> they always had their. They always make a point that they finished forty fifth, but they had their personal best. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I mean, I admire those guys skiing. 20 miles through the woods, but uh, there's nothing I can offer from your personal best. You know, it's uh, not. So that's another one. The one I always remember is a, we were in Barcelona and one of our, we had a, what was it? A rower, I believe. And the rowing site in Barcelona was up in the mountains, you know, because they needed water. <laughs> they don't have that much. They couldn't do it on the ocean. I mean, the sea. So they. Right. So I went up there and they had this complex and uh, went to bed at 3.45 a.m. and set the alarm for 4.30 to catch the bus. So I had a 20-minute nap and went up there. A nice kid, a young lady, I can't remember who it was, but, you know, no chance to get a medal or anything. And you're going and you're saying... Now what am I going to do? What am I going to make out of this? It's 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 how do you make a you know a story out of that? Because 
we've already written features on all these people before the Olympics. So mm-hmm. it was uh, that was uh, the locals are God love them. I mean, now we got you got a lot of locals who are of interest. The gymnasts and I mean, the, you know, the they could be part of a gold medal winning team and stuff like that. Right. So, but uh, the uh, the local who's got no chances uh, is, uh, is always a tough one at the Olympics. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tea time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. That's one I, I don't get is basketball, okay? So so on the subject of guys going and taking off from their MLS clubs in soccer. Yeah. Basketball. Yeah. Do If you're the Bucs, mm-hmm. this kid's been outstanding. Middleton. Yeah. He's been fantastic. Do you want him going to the Olympics and competing in July for two weeks? Yeah. They're uh, they're getting, you know, Harden's allegedly going. And I think the guys who haven't been there before are, are going to. Kind I'm of just saying, there. I want you to take the time off if I'm the team. Yeah. If I'm the NBA well, team, I don't Because want you actually, they're playing later this year than they've ever played. Yeah. That's right. My, yes. Yeah, I mean, they'll be playing. Middleton's going to play for, I mean, if they make the finals yeah. into, into July. Yeah. Well into July. Yeah. And then you've got to be on a plane. There's the going to be no break. You're right. There's going to be no break at all. If yeah, I pay yeah. your salary, I have no interest in you doing that. No. But, you know. I mean, I know that can't probably stop you, but still. Mm-hmm. By the way, I find it interesting that, and maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, did our superstar get an invite to join this team? You know, I have not seen that if he did. Well, he's maybe he'd already said he wasn't interested, yeah. but uh I was know, thinking of that a couple days ago. There must be some invites. I wonder they must there you know, the, some people made the team that kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. But uh Absolutely. Lillard said no and, and a couple of didn't Lillard say no? I think I think so, no. yeah. Yeah, a few guys. But said I that. haven't seen now maybe Cat announced that because of the troubled year he had and the whole COVID thing and everything. I don't remember seeing a story go. on it though. I didn't he didn't want to go, but either that or he wasn't invited. Uh he might not he, I don't know what his status is in the league, where teams look at him. Yeah. I mean he's a talented guy, but I don't does he considered one of the five best centers in the league? I don't know. It feels like it's fallen a lot in the last Mm-hmm. Three years, yeah. Well, he's going to have to, uh, you know, show them that he'll. He played a little better defense this year, but I, I, I don't know if he's. I, I will find out. I next year is you don't have a draft choice, so I didn't realize they didn't have a second rounder. Yeah, they either. came not into Golden State. Too. Not that it makes any difference. They get them both. Yeah, they got them both. Wow, they got the second regardless and top three protected first round pick, so they lost them both. And they don't have that much cap money, right? No, so they they're trying to sign a free agent, but they they'll have to. They're gonna have to make a trade if they well, want to make a substantial move. Who's gonna take Beasley off their hands? They I keep reading they might trade. Well, he Beas- would be thrown in with somebody else. Yeah, but might trade but the Beasley. problem is Culver's a complete bust. Yes, a Kogi ain't that great. No, Beasley's got the off the court problems. Yeah. Yeah, they'd they love do. to get rid of the Ricky contract, I'm sure, but that's another one that you'd have oh, to. Oh, that's right, they did the, the Rubio How contract. How many more money? One more year? Yeah. So yeah, it's an attractive, it, expiring contract. What? 
but it's what 14 or something. I have to look it it's, up. It's pretty good. So, but yeah, it's a pretty big expiring contract. They can't afford to play a full season and to start off a full season and make it obvious to their very minimal fan base that they're going to win 30 games again this year. And no. Not make the playoff. They they have to they have to do something. Have to give some indication of competitiveness. Yes. That you can sneak into the bottom part of the playoff. And they're going to have 10 they're going to do that. You know damn well they're going to do that 10 team thing again, right? Yes. Oh, I just mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, once you do that, you're not going back. 67% of yeah. your teams are in the playoffs. That drives me nuts. It's it hasn't been this bad when six and sixteen out of twenty one made it made it in the NHL. Well, that's an export to go up. And they're, you think they're going they're to go find up. a way to go up eventually? Yeah, of course. Really? You make more money. Yeah, absolutely. Sixteen out of thirty two just isn't enough. That's not right? enough. I was very unimpressed with the Kraken's coaching hire. Uh, Dave Haxtell. Yeah, I was He's really, a bore ass. I was surprised by that. He's that got, came out of nowhere. He's got too. the personality of the wall. Yeah, uh, I maybe they understand. don't. I I thought they'd as smart as those guys are. I thought they'd go for a little more dynamic of a character than this. Might be who's their Francis, GM? Ron Francis, who was the Carolina GM before and got fired from Carolina. But huh. this must be his guy. Must be because did he? Lewicki, yeah, he didn't have any connection with him in Philly though, did he? They were. Um, I think they were on like a, there was an international thing where Haxtell might have been coach and Francis was on the ex- executive staff or something. They definitely had. They definitely had crossed paths. Hmm. It's amazing though that you know. How about somebody new? I know. Give me somebody new the, once in a while. It's unbelievable. It's, hockey's incredible. That's uh, you know you recycled is 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 just amazing. Boods, give it to Boods for goodness sakes. Boods wants to win, though. They probably didn't want. To. Yeah, I don't think Boods is. Is you think Boods will be back someday? I gotta think so. It might be. You know. You know what? He he might be a candidate to replace somebody now in season next year. Yes. Yeah. That's he's the guy and a guy that when you're disappointing after 45 games, he brings you. Brings I thought he might get the Buffalo job, but I think Donnie Granado's going to keep that job. They really liked him. And plus, they're they're all they're. How did they get screwed. so horrible? Buffalo. Yeah. You know, Are they going to trade Eichel? Yeah, I think they have to. I, you know, as good a job as the Pagulas have done. Eichel misses curfew once in a while. I hear. Yeah. Oh, Eichel's got some off the ice things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's also the problem with with him is he's going to have supposed to have some type of neck procedure done, but he hasn't had it done yet. And the longer he waits, if he doesn't have it. Now that's okay. We just gave a great contract to a guy with a bad neck playing football, so that'll be okay. Yeah, except there's Hopefully. an out. There's so, a big time out in March. Oh, really? A big, a big lump payment has to be made on the sixth day of the league year. Next year. And they can cut him before that. Yes. So, so if he has three sacks, he might not be back. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it was good for him to he got get money that moved in around. there because if they want to keep him. Yeah, he got to. money moved around, but he well, didn't he got, get it. Didn't he get 18 up front or something? No, yeah, they, they took a bunch of, of what was in the back end of the contract and voided those years and moved it up for him. But they didn't give him a new restructured contract. Well, uh, let's let's hope, uh, like Josh Donaldson's calf, we don't have uh, opening, hey, opening day. We Clubhouse don't hear about players the, only meeting yesterday. Another one. He had one two weeks ago. What happened to that one? Oh, did he? I did yeah, he had one two, three weeks I ago. I forgot about that one. Okay. Yeah, I, I bet this drives him nuts because he's, he's not a likable guy. You know, he's not like 
everybody's going to embrace him. And Donaldson, no. <laughs> no. I mean, he's, he's... I got one for you. Before the Twins game yesterday. So Buxton is a finalist for the All-Star game vote. <laughs> yes. Okay. Is... The Twins had a scoreboard promotion and announced, vote Byron Buxton to the All-Star game, knowing full well he can't play in the All-Star game. Yes. Yes. You want to... You... So... Speak about... I mean, that's another thing. Why are you doing this? Yes. Talk about another thing. And why are you encouraging the fans who you've already decided to screw on Saturday and not have a game yes. to vote for him? Because, as you said, they're already removing their stuff from the bullpen, for God's sake. Exactly. All right. Unbelievable. Good stuff. All right. See you. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.